Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy and romance, and all of the perfect places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm, I did a different coffee today. I abandoned my cocoa truffle. I didn't abandon it. I temporarily stepped away because I would have had to open a new sleeve. And I thought, Jeffy, branch out. Try a different one. This is good. But it's not my favorite. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, December 15th. Ten days away from Christmas for those of us who celebrate um, and are preparing, <laughs> frantically preparing. Um, if you're on video, you will see that I have the ficus tree in my office now. With I put some white lights in it. Uh, that's big. This ficus tree normally lives in the living room, but the Christmas tree is up in the living room. And so <laughs> the cable shifted. One of the cables I unplugged from my laptop and it kind of made a snaking noise. I also have, huh, I wonder why it's doing the reconnecting. It's showing low, live video pause, reconnecting. I mean, maybe our internet is weird. It is snowing today. And we do have this funny thing that like if we have precipitation, which is unusual here, uh, our internet gets wonky. It like gets wet. I don't understand it. Anyway, I have Christmas packages stacked up over here to my left, cluttering my office. The Christmas tree is up, but not yet decorated. <clears throat> I saw my Joe Biden. Joe Biden gave the speech last night uh, accepting the you know decision of the Electoral College, and he sure had a froggy throat. Tis the season, and I have been in Delaware in winter, and that place is freaking damp. <laughs> damp and cold. So this, I've commenced the reshuffling of all the things, because we don't have a huge house. So where we put the Christmas tree... Is where the ficus normally lives. So the ficus moves into here for officing. So now I look like senior pictures. This was always our joke in the 80s. Is we're like, look, senior pictures. <laughs> um, for those of you only on audio, we would like draw a branch across our face. Anytime we found something that looked like a picturesque flower or branch, we would like hide our, you know, peer out through the, the foliage. Um, I don't think that kids do that anymore. The senior pictures now seem to be so much cooler. It like shows them posing with like the stuff they actually do. But in the 80s, my cohort, you guys know that we were all like inevitably peering through the shrubbery like some sort of forest elf. That's very sylvan in the 80s. So... Um, I am feeling like I have many things to do. Uh, I I love celebrating Christmas. I really do. And I love the decorations. But my life feels full enough already that doing the Christmas things just sort of feels like on top of that. Uh, it's not instead of, it's and. <laughs> it's not or, it's and. Um, but today I've decided once I am done with my revisions, um, and I'm usually done by like 1, 1.30. I'm not going to try to do any businessy things today. And I'm going to simply 
decorate. If I could get all of the house decorating and Christmas tree decorating done today, that would be awesome. And then I could enjoy it. I like having it up. And normally I have it up sooner, but I think doing that Romance Author Mastermind weekend, that sucked up one of my weekend preps. And then last weekend, having that whole day where I was doing, you know, the panel, which was super fun. Panel, Vivian training, and Vivian judge training, and then uh, the two-hour software business meeting. That ended up sucking up a big chunk of my day. So I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, this two-minute tip that I thought that I would do. You know, already it's nearly five minutes on the podcast and I've babbled on about Christmas trees and nothing. I might actually have to do a script, an actual script. I've been thinking about this and practice and hone it down to like two minutes. One of the examples they sent me was 2.45, so I may take full advantage of the slightly longer amount of time. So clearly I'm going to have to be concise in a way that I'm not over coffee, which arguably is not the brand of this podcast, right? First cup of coffee is supposed to be a rambling chat and not a two-minute tip. So still, I've been thinking about how to convey keeping keeping balance, keeping focus, keeping sane in an insane world, all of these things. I was on the phone yesterday with Mary Robinette Kowal, uh, who is president of SEPA right now, and we were sorting through a couple of problems. Uh, one of them talking about Disney must pay. I don't know if I've mentioned that here on the podcast, but uh, that's definitely been a huge effort for us and, and something I haven't been able to talk about because of, um, well, because I do sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement as being part of the board. And so I couldn't talk about it till we went public. And then I think I just haven't mentioned it, but I might link to it. But essentially what's happened with Disney Must Pay is that when Disney acquired franchises like Star Wars, they decided that they acquired all of the rights and none of the obligations, which meant that the people who had, like Alan Dean Foster, this is one way I've talked about, who has uh, written the Star Wars spinoff books, um, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, most notably. I remember reading that when I was like 12, arguably too young to read that book. Um, my mom didn't try to stop me, but there were some things that was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been reading that particular book. Not because of sex, because of violence. That one had um, some really disturbing scenes in it. But so what happened back in the day was George Lucas approached Alan Dean Foster, young sci-fi writer, said, hey, you want to write these spinoff novels for Star Wars? And he did, and they were successful. And the way it works in the world is you write a book, and when people buy your book, even if it's 50 years later, then you get a little piece of that. Well, Disney somehow, with their We've Acquired the Rights but not the obligations, somehow interpreted that to mean that they didn't have to hunt down those authors and pay them those little pieces of royalties, which is a tremendously concerning thing because, for instance, 
with Simon and Schuster acquiring Penguin Random House or the other way around. I keep forgetting which. Um, you know what? If all of those authors they acquire their books and the rights, but not the obligations, does that mean they don't have to pay those authors for their books anymore? It's not what it means. <laughs> this is um, a very slimy thing to attempt to perpetuate, and so uh, Disney is is working with us, attempting to make it right. So that's good, but um, it's. It's important to keep up the social media pressure because they they need to pay the people, the creatives who provide the content that they sell. So anyway, Mary Robinette and I were talking about a few things related to that. And she asked me how things were going for me. And I said, oh, I'm here, write my books, revising my books, revising this book now. And she said that she admired my focus. And I said, I've worked really hard. I said, thank you. I, I was very flattered because I think she's amazing. Um, and I said, I've worked hard to build focus. And she said, I have too, but it falls apart. <laughs> and I was thinking about that. I was thinking, you know, that is always the thing, right? Is the falling apart aspect. And I remembered this, I don't know, kind of, joke it wasn't really a joke snide remark uh in the martial arts school that i belonged to for many years where we studied um kung fu essentially um internal chinese internal martial arts and the one of the remarks that they liked to make was that yoga is fine but what happens if someone knocks you off your pillow Meaning that if you're going to study an internal art, if you're going to study some art like that, physical art, then you should learn one that's adaptable to com combat. What happens if someone knocks you off your pillow? Which, I'm sorry, it's a very guy thing to say, right? Oh, what happens if somebody knocks you off your pillow? <laughs> Not that I'm bitter. Uh, I was thinking this morning that I am not a person who is prone to regrets. I don't think it's worthwhile to spend time on regrets. That's probably part of focus. But I do wish that I had started yoga earlier in life. I wish I'd started yoga as a younger woman. I think if I had practiced it all my life, that would have been really beneficial. But I'm very glad I practice it now. So, But it's a question. What happens if someone knocks you off your pillow? And... It's also the question of what happens when there's a global pandemic? What happens when your writing routine is disrupted and you can no longer go to the coffee shop? You can no longer have a quiet space at home because your entire family is now working and homeschooling, working from home and schooling from home, I guess. Um, it's, it's one thing, and it's, and it's an important initial stage, to build that writing habit, to develop the ability to produce work regularly, uh, the sustainable productivity, productive creativity. But, and, and I, can't, I can't overemphasize how important it is to build that habit because building that habit creates a foundation 
<clears throat> and the more solid the habit, the more solid the foundation. So when the question is what happens when someone knocks you off your pillow, the question really should be, what, what is your pillow like, right? Are you sitting on a pillow? I mean, it, it's even a uh, particularly snarky thing to say because most of us uh, practicing yoga do not sit on pillows, right? We sit on our sticky mat, which provides nice traction for digging in, depending on what kind of yoga you're doing, right? Um, I might sit on a bolster from time to time to change the angle of my pelvis. Uh, those of you who practice yoga, you know about these things, right? So the image that that creates, what happens if you're sitting on your, you know, if someone knocks you off your pillow, is this person who's just sort of perched on some sort of pink satin pillow, like a pampered Persian cat, which is not the case. You're sitting and you're grounded to the earth and you are relaxing, but you're finding a place of physical and internal stability. And I was talking with one of my author coaching clients yesterday afternoon, and she was asking me about this kind of thing. What do you do when you get emotional and physical impacts? And how do you recover from that? You know, because she had stopped writing for many months this year, as a lot of people did. And you know, a lot of people found it very difficult to create this year. And <laughs> I'm getting a little flutter in that light. I wonder why. Maybe it's not plugged in well. <laughs> and the light on the video is changing. Sorry, get distracted there. It's a snowy morning, but the sun is starting to break through the clouds, so it's changing the light on the video. So, so finding that stability is one way of of absorbing impacts, whether they are physical, whether someone comes up and punches you and attempts to knock you off your pillow, or if it's emotional or mental. Uh, this year, you know, with the pandemic, it's been a hugely uh, mentally and emotionally impactful year. There's been a lot of shit to process. We're going, <laughs> what movie is that from? We're going through a lot of shit here. <laughs> Oh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham. I love that when they have the, the powwow on the pitcher's mound and they're trying to sort out all of the stuff. We're going through a lot of shit here. Oh, by the way, I figured out how to turn off the comments on screen. So I didn't realize you guys could see that too. So I turned them off because they distract me and I guess they were distracting you guys. So um, don't be sad if you are trying to say things to me. If you have comments or so forth, um, feel free to post them on my blog, or I think you can like comment on the video after the fact, and I will try to answer. Or you can always find me on social media and comment to me there. Um, so we're going through a lot of shit here. So then the question becomes, how do you... How do you recover from those impacts? And one thing that I said to this gal who asked me the question is I said, you have to treat emotional and mental and spiritual injuries like you would a physical injury. And it's something that we don't really pay attention to in this culture so much. 
In fact, we're not very good at recovering from physical injuries, right? We get sick or we get hurt and we think, oh, well, you know, your your 40 hours of sick leave is up. And so now you should be back at work. Uh, and that's that's not how how people work. That's not how biology works. Uh, and it's not how we work inside. You have to give yourself that room to recover from things. But so part of that is. What happens when someone knocks you off your pillow is that you give yourself the opportunity to recover from it. Now, the martial arts people are like, oh, but but then you'd be dead. Well, the whole point of finding balance in life, of finding stability, of finding focus is to withstand the life events that do knock you off your pillow. And it doesn't mean that you don't feel them, that they don't knock you off, that you don't get bruised, that you don't lose time, that you don't have to recover. What it does is it gives you a foundation to recover back to. It gives you a baseline. It gives you a place where you know you've been before and that you can find again. And this is something that... Uh, Lao Tzu talks about in Taoism. Uh, Mencius talks about his student. It's, you know, a lot of the, we, we picture these people, we picture, you know, like Lao Tzu sitting on his isolated mountain or something, um, you know, with sort of like a Chinese painting, right? With the beautiful cliffs and maybe a couple of swallows wafting by in graceful life form, line forms. But the people who were living in these times were living in incredibly violent, politically turbulent eras. Uh, Confucius was a contemporary of Lao Tzu, and Confucius was addressing ways to make society more stable. It's, it's something that we don't think about that a lot of times, you know, people were living in villages that could be, you know, an army could come through and raise the village and kill, kill everyone in it. It's it's not something that happens so much today, even in parts of the world that are, you know, war torn and filled with strife. There's a more of an opportunity for that to happen, and sometimes does. But you know, like in in the U.S. in Europe, you know, we don't really have to worry about someone coming and burning our house down and taking all our stuff and killing our children, right? It's it's a more abstract fear. You know, we worry about serial killers, <clears throat> even though nobody knows one or no, knows anybody who's been killed by one. We're fascinated by it, but it's not a real danger. So, you know, the thing to think about is that these things were developed, these practices like yoga, like Tai Chi, like um, meditation, we're developed to to find ways to enable us to recover from impact. It's not, it, you know, it's, it's perfectly well to be able to meditate when everything in your life is great. Uh, the real challenge is to be able to meditate when everything has gone to shit, right? So that's, that's the challenge. And it, it can be distressing because you think, well, I spend all this time doing yoga and getting my work-life balance and feeling good about things. But then uh, this thing happened and it 
completely upset me and I was crying for 24 hours or whatever. And it's like, well, that's okay. It's okay to feel hurt and it's okay to cry because something hurt you. And then the trick is the recovery, giving yourself the time to recover, the opportunity, the uh, incentive to recover. And at least you know where your pillow is, right? Somebody knocks you off your pillow, your pillow is still right there. Get back on it. On that note, I am going to go get to work. First cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.